hello, like the road, the road behind me? Yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. I just went ahead and hit record and didn't tell my brother. And I love that you have the road there. I want that picture behind you. Sorry, it's mine. Has it always been positioned in that place? It has. Hmm, very nice. Okay, so um, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Broken Road to Mental Health podcast. I am Sharon Feckety, and along with me tonight, I'm very happy to present you my younger brother, Sean Cuthbert. Hello. Hello oh. there. Now, some call him Shawnee. <laughs> some do. Some do. Not. And some also call him Sean. Mm, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wasn't going to say the other. Sure. I thought you were. I was getting ready for that. Yeah. I might sing the song later. Let's just see how this goes. I don't think that's a good idea for anybody. Well, you never know what could happen. So I want to, great. yeah, great. I want to um, make something clear that maybe I didn't make clear in my last interview with my parents. I will do better, I promise, I will do better. Um, so I wrote this book that sits behind me if you're watching The Broken Road to Mental Health in Life and in Business. And this whole show is kind of surrounding the book, but we're not here to talk really about my book. There will be references maybe that you don't understand. So you could always go and buy it. It's on Audible and it's like, I don't know, $4, not getting rich by um, uh, Amazon by any means, but we are here to just help others. So I will have the link up. I didn't even think to put the link up. That's how much I'm not thinking about the book um, on my last podcast, but I will this time in case somebody wants to purchase it and follow along with this uh, broken road to mental health. So Anyway, I wanted to make that clarification because sometimes I just feel like I'm having this conversation. I feel like everybody knows the background and not everybody will know the background, Sean. That's true. That's true. You're doing great though. Well, thank you so much. So um, <laughs> just to jump right into things um, and be sure. transparent, um, I, and I'm going to assume you, Sean, my younger it's brother, yeah. mm. um, are not excited about doing this interview. Uh, when you approached me about it, I can't say I was doing cartwheels, but here I am. I'm here. Right. Because I'm your brother. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that was very nice of you to say yes. I think I was um, very surprised that you said yes. I just was really waiting for the no. See, if I already knew that you were set up for the no, I might have just been like, yeah, sorry. You <laughs> yeah. know? Mm -hmm. so but I was but you didn't give that vibe at all so I was like oh, I can't really let it down can I I was like all right I better I better do this I better just suck it up and do it so. but I also was actually going to give you an out last night really I was, I was. is it too late no we're already I mean because you can hit stop anytime I could I could yeah disappointing it would be for um anybody to ever get to hear a story um about our lives as brother and sister <laughs> this is thrilling information we're going to give out today if that's what people want to hear <laughs> so um just a little uh framework here for everybody sean sean that's me yeah i do this a lot with my you know i live in florida now sean is in um new york long island where I grew up. Right. How are you? How are you? How are you? And how are you? We say that a lot. Sean and I also don't tend to have many serious conversations. No, we don't. We don't. Thank God. 
<laughs> we tend to spend most of our time saying things like, how are you? Yeah, it's true. We're singing ridiculous songs to each other. A lot of songs, a lot of songs. Yes. Yeah. Which we won't bore you with today. But um, Sean, Sean was eight mm. when I went to my first rehab. So I am 48 years old and Sean is- It's been a while. Yeah. You're 10 years younger than me. I am. Every day. Yes, every day you're young <laughs> and catching up every day. Um, I have two brothers. Sean is my youngest. I have an older brother, Paul, who's only three years. And Sean was a great big surprise. That's what they're calling it. That's what they're calling it, yeah. It was a surprise. Um, but we've, we've had a wonderful- <laughs> A very happy surprise, very as mom and dad would say. Yeah. Right, right. I, I get it. Yeah. There are a few things that I remember that young in my life, but I do remember mom and dad calling Paul and I into the house. Back in the day, kids, if you're listening, we used to play outside in, until it was dark. And mom and dad called us in to sit us down and tell us about them being pregnant. And I wouldn't say we were doing cartwheels. You know, we were like, we're good. What? what yeah, somebody was coming to steal your limelight, yeah. Now, why are you going to bring another? Right. We're fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry about that. But it's been great ever since. Oh, thank you. That's really right. sweet. So let's get into this. So Sean was eight when I went to my first rehab because we are talking about mental health and addiction and alcoholism and all that fun stuff. Um, yeah. Nine when I went to my second rehab. And you were 11 when I returned from a two year blackout in Detroit. Cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the, my first question for you today, Sean, because yeah. um, I have decided to start this podcast with the most important people in my life, my family. And um, oh, thank and, you. Oh, you're welcome. You were second, so it's okay. I'll take that. <laughs> well, that's, my, that's fine. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. But I'm, I'm interested because I'm this show is based on, you know, having real talk about mental health, addiction, alcoholism. A lot of uh, fluff will not be included. And um, I think that it's important that people understand how it affects the entire family, which we'll dive into a little bit more soon. But what do you remember about that time? Um, thankfully, not a whole lot. Um, I mean, I was just a kid, as you as you stated, and mom and dad did a pretty good job of kind of shielding me from that stuff. In fact, when you did leave, uh, I was um, led to believe that you went off to computer school, um, which made sense because, you know, computers were booming back then. You know, it was it was what, 1990. So, you know, um, yeah, so. I want the audience to know that I did not know that until after I released the book. So I just learned that you thought I was in computer school. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were just getting a great education. I mean, I guess you were, but just in a completely different way. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't remember a lot in the beginning. It wasn't until later on where um, there was starting to be like, uh, I suppose, um, chinks in the armor of the story you know where um i kind of started to learn that things weren't exactly as they may have appeared or at least they were presented to me you know 
So. So um, any particular incidents you want to reminisce about? Oh yeah, I was hoping you were gonna ask me. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I have a very vivid memory actually of um, being in bed one night in my bedroom, and you were home. So this must have been. See, I, I I'm not sure of the timeline. I'm not sure if this was after you came back. Yeah. Yeah, you came back or whatever the case may be, but um, you and Dad were having a, a disagreement, um, and. And <laughs> I was sleeping at one point, but I wasn't anymore because that disagreement escalated into more of a shouting match. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember being scared and not understanding what was going on. And then I remember, um, I believe you said I was the one who put the effing cocaine in my nose. And I think I immediately at that point just started bawling in bed because when you're that young and you hear something like that and it's your sister screaming at your father and saying that like, you know, back then you're, you're trained to think that anything drug related is just Satan, oh, right? It's yeah. just the devil, mm -hmm. right? So like once I heard that come out of your mouth, like I think it's, I just like was like, what is happening? Like I just lost it, you know? Um, and needless to say, I believe that's probably when my skepticism for computer school probably started. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I remember that the most. That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, all right, so another, um, so Sean and I have not really discussed, well, let me be completely transparent. My family and I, not just Sean and I, really did not have really any discussions about what I went through because what I went through was, you know, alcoholism, um, crack addiction, you know, jail, bad. Right. And, um, <laughs> bad. <laughs> yeah. Bad. bad. Right. Typically negative. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So when I, um, Oh my God, I totally lost my point. This never happens. I'm kidding. You can do it. Yeah. Well, it's probably uh, the drugs. Was probably the drugs. Yes. <laughs> oh, I remember now. See, it just takes a little bit of a minute. Yeah, yeah. You see, um, we also love to do accents. Maybe those will come out tonight. Who knows? You never know. But I was truly like amazed at how much the book, releasing the book, brought on all of these conversations. So, to me, you know, they're refreshing and wonderful. And I, you know, I live for these conversations because I have been talking about my own addiction, alcoholism, you know, for 26 years now on a pretty regular yeah. basis, but it's not really the norm when your sister blacks out, goes to Detroit, smokes crack, comes home, falls into a depression, which we cannot forget to tell the audience what, <laughs> what you said to me when I, you read about me being in that depression. You you just thought what about me? Oh, <laughs> that's right. I almost forgot. I just thought you were really tired. You, you were just really sleepy. Lazy, you told me. Lazy, yeah, yeah. Because you spent a lot of days in bed, yes. like just in your bedroom. Yeah. And I was like, man, she is she is not motivated. <laughs> she is really <laughs> just lazy. Computer school. She, right. Yeah. I, I had no idea. I just, I just thought you, uh, 
you know, I don't, I didn't know what depression was back then. I didn't even know it exists. I didn't know that was a word back then. So I was like, oh yes, this is just, just lazy. <laughs> I'm going to go out and play now. <laughs> you know? Just lazy. Yeah. Um, ironically, just so you know, um, dad just texted me yet another picture of our family. Texted. 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 I'm Not sorry. Text. Short, but a real thing. Past tense. Yeah. I'm glad I we could air that on the, on the, on the yes. Zoom call here. I would yeah. really love some feedback about that. <laughs> People could tell yeah. me their thoughts. I do understand yeah. that it probably is texted, but I have Thank you. up and said text before. <sighs> so yes, yeah. Sean thought that not only thought that I was in computer school, but then yeah. when I came home from Detroit, I fell into a miserable depression um, that was debilitating that I could not get out of my bed. And um, I watched endless hours of mindless television and barely came out of my room. So to have heard him say <laughs> that he thought I was lazy was fantastic. <laughs> I mean, really, of course, that's what you would think as an 11 year old, like, what's wrong yeah. with her? Yeah. You were very active. So mm -hmm. we did have a, um, one of the first conversations about that time period when I released the book. And it was a really wonderful, it was like an hour and a half. Um, we both Sorry. cried, unless you don't want to admit that, I'll just say I cried. Oh, I'm, I'm comfortable enough in my own skin to admit it, that's fine. I, sh I shed some emotion, yeah, sure. Fantastic, we also yeah. laughed really hard because of the computer yeah. and the Yeah, laptop. yeah, and I didn't know you did crack, so that was exciting <laughs> to find out. <laughs> I had no idea. So How about that? I didn't know that you didn't yeah. Know. So just just picture me reading the book, like, and just being like, oh, oh, oh crack. All right. That's yeah. So funny. Well. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. I thought. I thought maybe. I guess a little eight-year-old me was hoping that cocaine was the extent of it, and then right. I read the book, and I was like, oh, there's so much more. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. you know, and I did go into detail about um, the difference of saying that you smoked crack and smoking cocaine, <laughs> right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. and the I didn't know you could smoke cocaine. Oh, right? well, welcome. Right. Welcome. But that just went, yeah. 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 That's good that you don't know these things. See, Sean was a very innocent um, young man and still, still is. Knowing that you don't know about crack is a good thing. But, a little more innocent? Yeah. Yeah, a little more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to name that chapter. I smoked crack for the. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish you did. <laughs> yeah, well, but I did. I named the chapter chapter two. Was I smoked crack because I wanted to make that impact on people. I wanted. I, 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 it would have worked. It would have had an impact. It no, would have definitely had an impact. Yeah. Sean, it's called I smoked crack. Oh, you, you were talking as if it wasn't. No, no, Sorry, no. Sorry, my mistake. We can we can edit this in post. You can just pretend no, no, I never said we that. We will not be editing this. It is oh, called okay. that. And the reason I did that was because, so there's this, you know, difference between sounding a certain way, right? Like, mm. I could have just gone on saying I did cocaine because I did say that for many years. And I was like, mm -hmm. why am I doing that? That's not even the truth. Because there's, um, you know, it... it, it something in your mind says crack is way better than cocaine, which technically it's not much different. Mm, right, right. Anyway, this right. isn't about crack and cocaine, but <laughs> so- It's all part um, of it, it's all part of it. Yeah. 
So I know that, um, so when I interviewed mom and dad last week, and if you guys haven't listened to that episode, please go back. Um, I did stop recording. And then of course the good stuff came out. You know, I know a lot of it was about- It's usually how it works. Yeah, a lot of it was about you. So- um, Cool. Yeah. (laughs) Great. (laughs) So one of the things that is very interesting about um, being sober for so long and not having these conversations, it's almost shocking to hear this stuff, right? Like you were shocked I smoke crack. Yes. Right? You were shocked about maybe that I, you know, tried to kill myself. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was yeah. never really verbalized, right? It was. Yeah. And your encounters in, in Detroit. Yeah. All yeah. that stuff. Mm-hmm. All the trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, one of the reasons that I wanted to be so blatant about that was to, to be able to, you know, push through all of the, the, the crap of, of trying to make everything look so um, tidy. And um, because none of it was. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, inviting you, and this is a funny memory for me. I remember inviting you and Paul over for Thanksgiving dinner. I remember cooking. Mm. <laughs> no, don't remember. No, yeah, no. Was this in Long Beach? Yeah, in my apartment. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And uh, because I wanted to make amends to you and Paul. Do you remember mm-hmm. this? I mean, I remember it was in Long Beach, so yeah. Okay. So this is um, in true Irish fashion. I sat you down. I was all prepared. I was going to make my amends. And as soon as I started to, you're like, oh, no, no, no. You were both like, oh, no, no, you're good. We're just like, you're back. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 Because, yeah. well, I mean, you know, I don't remember it vividly. But, I mean, it makes sense. Like, all that mattered to us was that you were okay. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, because... You know, I guess once whenever I was struck with the reality, the whole situation really had a better understanding of what was going on, even though I didn't have a full one until I read the book. But, um, you know, I did know enough then that we were lucky to have you back. I mean, I know that mom and dad had pretty much, you know, set us up for the possibility that maybe you weren't coming back. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I can't speak for Paul, but as far as I go, I was, you know, you didn't have to say a word. We were just, I was just glad that you were doing well and you were back and you were better. And that's all that mattered to me. You didn't, you know, there was really nothing else you had to say. Right. But, you know, um, one of the, the points I was trying to get to, which I had, which I've been not doing well tonight, probably because this is, this was not something I was looking forward to having this conversation Mm. because Mm. Uh, when mom and dad started telling me some of the things that you went through, I mm. was like, you know, I was like, <gasps> like, <gasps> like I couldn't mm. breathe. I was like, oh my God, like you, you just think, well, you don't realize how much you have, I have affected the entire family, how much the addict, the alcoholic affects the entire family. So they shared this great story with me. Um, which I'm glad that they did um, because everybody feels comfortable enough now to discuss it, that you were. um... Sure. We interrupt this awesome podcast to tell you about our sponsor, Thai Technology. 
They are a voice over IP phone company with superior voice services to businesses across the United States. So get this, Thai technology only takes on referral customers. What does that mean? Their entire client roster is filled with satisfied customers. So why do I love them so much? Because they're the very best when it comes to excellence in customer services. So they're local here in Tampa Bay, but that doesn't mean that they can't service your amazing organization. If you mention this podcast to Thai Technology, you will get the first three months for free. So don't forget to mention the broken road to mental health in life and in business. Thanks for listening. Being a guidance counselor, you know, because yeah. you were, um, you know, you were so sad about what was happening. Do you remember coming to visit me in rehab during like family? You do? Mm -hmm. Yep, I do. You remember holding on to me and crying? Honestly, I don't. I remember being there. I remember, I certainly, I, I, I remember there were pool tables, I think, right? There were different rooms and stuff like that. Yeah, because I was a kid, right? Oh, pool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, it was so long ago, but I do remember going. I remember it was in like a very, um, I suppose, surrounded by trees, I feel like. A lot of green going on. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of nature. New Hampshire? Did you come to I think it was, I think it was New Hampshire. Okay. So both I think so. surrounded by trees. They were both beautiful. It was mm. a day camp. Yeah. yeah. We didn't get to go yeah. to day camp. Yet another reason I drank. I'm kidding. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dad and mom love to bring up how I did. This is the truth. I used to blame the fact the reason I was an alcoholic and a drug addict was because I had a babysit you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, that was the thanks for Thanks for putting that on me. I appreciate that. Welcome. Cool. But cool. I, you've never heard that cool. story? No. Really? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Oh, you were to blame. I had nothing wow. else to blame. So you, know? you blame shifted to your your little brother that was 10 years younger than you. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty messed up. I know. Yeah. So yeah. therein lies the, <laughs> the alcoholic you. and the drug addict of, mm. of we were so delusional. Well, it was more. If you think about it, it would have been more their fault for, for giving you the responsibility of doing that as opposed to being my fault because I was just existing as a child. Eh, I blame you. Cool. <laughs> I'm kidding. We laugh Thank about you. it. Now. Well, I, I hope you can forgive me now. <laughs> well, it's just, it's yeah. so interesting to me now. You know, that is so crazy, of course, to think that because I really had nothing to blame. It was, it was, it was me. Right. It wasn't like right. it was you're looking for excuses. Yeah, of course. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's that. All right. Let's okay. move on to. Um, right. So you wrote a song called Reborn. Uh, rebirth. See, now we're, we're good. See, I got your chapter wrong. You got my song title wrong. So we're, we're even now. Yeah, it was I called Rebirth. I couldn't yeah. find it online. I was looking up Reborn. You could have just asked. <laughs> I was trying to surprise you. I can't surprise you because I screwed up the name. So tell me um, a little bit about that that song uh okay um well when i write music i tend to reflect on personal i suppose experiences not all the time but um you know it happens a lot and i guess i i i would imagine you would understand that you know what we went through and our family went through was 
pretty personal to me and had a pretty big, big effect on me and my life and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it, it was a way to a reflect on it and B it was, it was a tribute to you, you know, like I was, it was a way for me to just, you know, I guess, tell you in a way in, in song that, you know, I was very proud of you and that I was obviously extremely happy that you got through that period of, you know, strife in your life, that period of time you got through it. And, and just, um, you know, how, how proud that I was that, you know, not only did you get through it and you survived it, but I mean, you, you are, have since thrived since then, you know, and, um, you know, it was just, a you know, because it was something that was always had, you know, a place in my heart in the back of my head, because it was a, it was a very traumatizing experience for the family and for myself that, um, you know, I guess it's, it's only natural that that ended up being something I wanted to, you know, put to, put to paper and, and put into a song, you know? Mm. Well, thank you for that. And, um, I will never forget you telling me that it was always um, so touching that you would do that. And, you know, trauma is not what happens to us. It's what happens inside of us. And I think that being able to have these conversations today are, are so helpful, you know, and not just healing for us, for our, our family to be able to just speak about it and, and not yeah. feel shame or guilt or embarrassment, but um, you know, it's really like all of that trauma that we all experienced, you know, it's just, it's like a response to, to life's pain. So um, I've learned a lot, of course, I, I've learned a lot about trauma. Sure. A lot about trauma in my book. Um, <clears throat> there's a really great um, doctor, his name is Dr. Uh, Mate Gabor, who talks a lot about trauma. And, um, and what I find so interesting is that now, um, that it all came out, and here I was talking about me, but being mm -hmm. more um, open to hearing about how it affected everybody around me is way more, you know. And I think that that's what's so key with with this disease of alcoholism and addiction is that it's a it's a family disease. It doesn't just affect me; it affects you and the entire family. And we were all everybody that cares about you. Yeah. So because of this wonderful uh broken road of addiction you were parented very differently <laughs> yes thank you for that <laughs> <laughs> right yeah when are you mm -hmm. writing your book yeah. yeah so there was a little bit more <laughs> of um a thumb on you oh yeah just just a little just a little yeah 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 sorry mm -hmm. about that I mean, you know, I got through it. I survived. <laughs> I'm here. Yes, I'm here. Yeah. We both survived the wonderful parenting that we had, but that I learned too from from listening to all of these uh, amazing physicians and people that are are in this world of of mental health and psychiatrists to psychologists about how all of what we all do to protect ourselves and to protect our family. So mom and dad were only doing, of course, what they thought was right because of what they of went through with me. Right. And look at how right. great it turned out. You have a podcast and everything called Hockey <laughs> Night in New York. That's right. Check it out. <laughs> Sunday nights. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so let's talk for a minute, though, about communication. You, you and I grew up in the, you know, the same family. Um, 
lots of great memories of our life growing up. My sure. Whole, yeah. You know, blackout to Detroit smoking crack thing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, that aside, it was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> that that might have solved that. You yeah. Know, we as a, a culture, I think, um, uh, as an Irish family, mm. mom mm-hmm. and born in Ireland, there's really not a lot of discussion about feelings. Would you agree? Yeah, I would say generally speaking, you know, some I feel like for the for the Irish family standard, we might have done a little bit better. But yes, generally speaking, you're right. Yeah. And it's it's and it's not just Irish, right? I mean, there's so many families that um, go through really difficult things, addiction and everybody doesn't matter where you come from. So it's um it's a family disease. So what do you, what are your thoughts about that today? Like, do you believe that it's um after reading my book, do you believe that it's a family disease or it's a disease itself? A family disease in what sense? I mean, like it's a it's a it affects everybody. As in as in everybody else in the family has it, or as in the fact that one person has it affects people around them. All right, let's just let's just put it on me. Do you believe that alcoholism and addiction is a disease? I do. I came around to that. I know we've had some discussions in the past about it. And um, yeah, yeah, I, it, it seems that some people are able to handle it better than others. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good because I, and I think that it does, it takes a long time for us to understand because when, when, when it's not you, when it's not happening to you and you're watching it and you've, mm-hmm been able to see me as a maybe a disciplined kind of person mm-hmm. you know that might think that it's like uh, willpower um it's it's really so much deeper than that mm-hmm. did um learning about me smoking crack and all that great stuff um and depression did that open your eyes a little bit towards what depression is like yeah yeah i mean i think everybody goes through their own forms of depression. You know, I think we all have it on different levels. Obviously you had it on a, a very extreme level because of, you know, what you were going through. Um, it definitely opened up a window for me as far as, you know, what can lead you down that path. And it, and it makes complete sense, obviously. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, not just through your book and through your experience, but just, um, you know, I guess over the years, and, and I'm kind of opening this up a little bit, but but I feel like mental health, just generally speaking, it isn't something that's really been at the forefront of people's minds in general until really recently. I feel like, I, and I can even say myself, like I never really, not to, and again, I've been depressed myself, but like I, I know there's people out there that have more chronic depression, there's people who who battle with it on a much more regular basis. You know, maybe somebody lucky, you know, somebody who's lucky as me, who maybe it's intermittent. It it happens every now and then. Um, But I didn't fully understand that. um, (laughs) You distracted me with that beverage. Um, It's okay. Um, I didn't fully understand that it's something that could really be a, um, an anchor on somebody's life on such a regular basis. You know, I didn't, you know, to the point where uh, years ago I was guilty of being like, oh, come on, suck it up. You know what I mean? Like, what's so bad in your life? You know, like, you know, why, why can't you just shrug it off and be happy like everybody else? And I didn't really come to understand that it's more of, you know, 
almost like an illness, like, you know, whether you have a cough or whether you have, you know, uh, a virus or something like that, like mental illness is more akin to that in the sense that it, this is literally something that's in your body, it's in your brain and it's affecting you negatively. And I don't think I really had a grasp on that um, in the past. And, and, and I have a much better understanding of that now. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. yeah we can all grow we can <laughs> yeah. the thing is, it's like it's exciting to hear that truly because i think that um when i hear you say that it's not at the forefront it's it's almost it's like it's fascinating to me it's like really you know because you know i suffered from it so so deeply that you know yeah I to like leave the earth and yeah and never leave no i think I think we're still, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I think we're still way behind with that stuff. I think that that still needs to, there's a lot, been a lot of great efforts recently to make, you know, kind of put mental health, health mental health at the forefront and make people aware of mental illness. But I, I think we have a lot of work to do. I still think, you know, there's a lot of people that don't grasp the fact because it's not physical because you can't see it, you know, like you can't, you can't hear depression is in like a cough or, or an illness or something like that, you know, or somebody's like physically ill or throwing up or whatever. Like that's easy. You can see that you're ill, but it's all in the mind. It's all inside. And I think that's why it's so hard for people to, to really grasp, you know, how serious it can be. Yeah. And I think that, you know, discussions like these um, open up a great window to having people understand it even more, you know, just, right. I was just um, asked to be uh, a moderator in a, a mental wellness panel. Hey, there you go. Yeah, no, but see, to me, that's horrible. Like, and uh, if you hear this, I'm gonna say no anyway, because, oh. and only for one reason, there's only one way that we can begin to normalize this conversation is to actually call it what it is. Nobody that is suffering from depression or anxiety or OCD or mental illness or whatever it is, is anywhere near ready to like be in a conversation about mental wellness because they you know they don't want to be on the earth <laughs> and they're, they're in a depression right so mental right. wellness is like it's like an orbit away from how they're right yeah, yeah yeah i'm not speaking for anybody else and my own experience would be you know can we talk about how you're depressed or can we talk about how the pandemic has isolated so many people and it has led to um feelings of insecurity and so much loss of jobs. I mean, this cluster F of, a, dare I say, over a year, well, I mean, we're going into a new year. Somebody said happy new year to me tonight. And I was like, are you kidding? It's was, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's sorry. It's past its point. Yeah. Right? Somebody yeah. call Larry David. I'm happy about this. <laughs> you know, like this isn't, this isn't like a celebrate city right here. So right. anyway, it does make me feel better to, to hear that you are open to that because I, I'm so out of touch with what the normies are, are <laughs> you know, right. part of my life every day. So I, right. when I, when I hear that we're still so far away from it, it, it makes me feel better just knowing that we're having this conversation. Sure. Sure. So uh, computer school, huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> do you, do you still have any uh, any computer skills <laughs> left over from that? Yeah, no. <laughs> you, you know how to do a PowerPoint. <laughs> I don't, and I can't even do an Excel spreadsheet. That school uh, mm. did not help me. 
Well, I don't think mom and dad are going to be able to get their money back now. It's a little late. <laughs> well, I think that it's, um, it's so refreshing to know that you would want to have this conversation. I did want, I was afraid to have it because I thought I was just going to cry the entire time. Well, you, you, you got through it. Uh, you made it. We I both am, did. I'm a little yeah. right now. A little glassy. See my eyes. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Well, because I yeah. love you so much and I, I'm oh, so I love sorry. you too that pain that I put you through. It's okay. Same thing as that Thanksgiving dinner. Um, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> I'm just glad you made it through. Talk about any of that. No. One. And uh, <laughs> oh, we're 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 good. We're, we're good. Fine. Where's where's the stuffing? Yeah, we're good. You cooked. <laughs> yeah, more we're fine. Yeah. Than yeah. About. That was actually well played. That was smart. Like you you presented us with a meal. Yeah. You know, kind of as part of your. Uh, your reconciliation with us that was that was well done yeah i just can't yeah. believe that i cooked that like that seems more i scary. can't either and i can't remember if it was good or not it's probably for the best <laughs> <laughs> i have no recollection of that meal whatsoever well, i did i remember being there yeah yeah, it's yeah. So fascinating. yeah. <laughs> i think that we've um we've come out um on uh the, the good side not everybody is um, blessed enough to have the love that I've had in my family and the support that I've had. Um, but there is a lot of help out there, especially, you know, siblings, parents, cousins, brothers, uncles, you know, there's Al-Anon and Alateen and um, therapy. And, you know, there's so, so much help out there. And I, I hope that if, um, if anybody's suffering and, and listening to this or can identify, um, at least there's a glimmer of hope that you can you can't smoke crack and come back. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's some of your best work, sis. Nice Thank job. Thank you. Thank nice you. Nice job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's wrap this up. Um, uh, I highly recommend. This has nothing to do with mental health, but to follow Hockey Night New York because it may, it maybe will help with the mental health. You know, you never know. <laughs> it could. It could be a nice distraction. Hockey. Sure. Sports you know um so maybe it's, it's better than smoking crack so they well thank you for the plug and i think that should be the title of your next book you can smoke crack and still come back yeah i think i mean that is a winner that's a good one people yeah. would read that right i think i i would right. I, don't read. I mean your, your book is the first book i read in like 10 years so congratulations <laughs> it's unfortunate <laughs> for you that the audible wasn't available when you had to read the actual physical book but now it if is only if only. Well, thanks, Shwoody. Oops, I said your nickname. All right. I don't know who that is. We're going to, my little Shwoody, my little Shwoody, my little Shwoody. See, this actually did more trauma than that whole episode that you had. That actually is really what uh, what led me down a broken road. <laughs> What's yeah. that song? Yeah, that yeah. song for his yeah. whole life. Yeah, just so you guys know. Sharon, my beloved sister, has been singing that song to me literally now for decades. Decades. And you would you would have thought maybe over time it would have faded or, you know, maybe just for a couple of days, you know. Mm -hmm. But that has stood the test of time mm -hmm. um, where there are other members of our extended family who refer to me by that name that I won't repeat. And uh, I have you to thank for that. So yeah. you're lucky I'm such a good sport. I never stop, Colleen and Lisa. You just keep you just keep going, Shwoody. Um, I also, yeah, I think that those songs um, are fantastic, and I never actually refer to Sean as Sean. I refer to him as Shwoody. 
So um, <laughs> the gift and a blessing to call you my brother. I love you. Uh, I love you too. Married this year to his wonderful fiance, Karen. So I'm very excited about that. We're all going to New Orleans. Fingers crossed we're all vaccinated by then. Yeah, we better be. We better be is right. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. And, um, you know, you too can uh, come back from crack. We'll, we'll <laughs> leave it at that. Bye, bro. Great. Bye-bye. Don't forget to check out Thai Technology. Anyone that mentions this podcast or the Facebook show will receive three free months of service. T-I-E Technology. Check them out.